0: Welcome to another girls on games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 367 and um, apparently the rumor mills were true. Uh, Not only did we have lots of press conferences that happened this past weekend. uh, There are more coming in like tomorrow. So this is going to be out of date. (laughs) What are we out of date. Oh We're my goodness. We're always out of date. We're always out of date. Uh, that's all I can do. We're going to get into that. But first, let me introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how are you? I'm good to yourself. I'm excellent. And introducing... The newest member of the GOG cast and the Girls on Games team, Joelle, hello!
1: Hello! I am just tickled pink to be here. Thank you so much. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, super exciting. Joelle has... uh... Decided and agreed to uh, join this ragtag bunch of misfits uh, on a more regular basis, uh, hopefully weekly, to be able to do this podcast and uh, play games and talk about them together. And I'm really, really excited to have you on board.
1: Thank you. I am too. I'll have to say that I started listening to the pod in 2020 because I was on furlough from work and I thought I need more friends that play video games because I have like two and I found this podcast and I just it's just been such a just an amazing experience so just thank you so much for all your hard work that you've done and just making it such a great community so I I'm I'm like pinch me I can't believe it <laughs> So, I'm excited excited to be here so thank you
0: we are so excited to have you this is this is gonna be a time I'm happy mm-hmm. yeah because we've been that rotating fourth chair um, has been somewhat vacant for a bit now and it's nice to have someone kind of Taking up house there, chilling with us all the time on the regular. So uh,
1: welcome, the, the outsider. The outsider. I'll, you'll have no to say longer
0: you're, an outsider. My you'll dear. have no to longer. say your
1: degrees in Fahrenheit because I still can't. I still can't convert Celsius to Fahrenheit. <laughs> even though I've been listening to this podcast for a few years now, so
0: <laughs> I don't know if I can even do it. I just guesstimate each time. <laughs> uh, All right. So with that, a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the crew check-in. I want to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. Also, shout out to iHeartRadio US today because they sent out their international gaming uh, newsletter because it's International Games Day and featured us along with a bunch of other big video game podcasts. So I love my friends down in the US. They are amazing. um also if you'd like to, to get some gog merch you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com shop slash girls on games or maybe you'd like to give us a tip maybe buy us a coffee you can do that by going to our ko-fi that's ko-fi.com slash girls on games maybe you'd like to leave us a voicemail shout out yourself our podcast ask us a question anything of the like we've got talk back. go inside the iheartradio app Go to the GOG page. That's the Girls on Games podcast page. There's a microphone button there. Hit that button. Record yourself a little 30-second uh, message, and we'll hear it. And you might be featured on the show. All right. Let's get into the nitty-gritty and talk about what everybody's been up to this week. Catherine,
2: what's up with you? Oh, I had I had a lot. <laughs> Looked I like you were uh,
0: all over the place this past week.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, Friday, I had a little like snack event with some game dev friends to celebrate Fun. their indie studio getting a publisher. Oh wow! So, yeah. Went and hung out in the park. Met a bunch. I saw old faces like uh, Osama, which Aww. I hadn't seen in like easily four years. Oh my god, um, that man is a gem, an yeah. absolute gem. Uh, saw my friend Masao. Uh, met his coworkers. Uh, met a few people. Met somebody, that, met a bunch of people that used to work on For Honor, and I was like, hi, I'm dealing with your shit today. And they're like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> live game gonna live game. And we're like, yeah. Yep. Um, and I, yeah, and then on Saturday, it was my 20-year high school graduation reunion. Damn, we're getting I'm old, old now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I drove back there. So... Pascal was actually spending the week with his mom this week. Mm-hmm. And he was going to, like, take the train or she was going to pick him up. And then I was like, oh, I'm going back home. And with my friend Uva, we're both going back to this reunion. So we're like, we'll drive you there. Um, and we slept over at my mother-in-law's place um, that night. But, yeah, it was um, a little sank Cassette, St. yeah. Five to ninth type thing in our high school. Happy hour
0: for those English folks.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I already appreciate it. Psycho yeah. like set five to seven. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. you get the idea. But Yeah, stuff. happy
2: hour. Yeah. So we toured the school. We found our old photos. I'm an idiot because I found my photo. I found my brother. I forgot to find Pascal. Oh! <laughs> and I was, he was in the same year as my brother. So I was looking. I could have seen his face and taken the photo. Uh, But no, I forgot (laughs) that. But yeah, we uh, rekindled old friendships. It was really fun. Uh, A small ragtag of us ended up in downtown. (laughs) If you're old school, it's called Old Hall. uh, Which is the city of Gatineau is like a, a bunch of cities that were agglomerated part of it was called hall and mm-hmm. old hall is the part that's like near the ottawa river so it's the oldest part of town like the oldest part of ottawa a river the oldest part of hall and in there there's always been like bars and uh and uh dance clubs and stuff like that so we found a terrace to sit outside and drink because for some reason even though it is mid-september here it is still upwards of 25 degrees celsius very way true to the night and it is way too fucking hot um so we hung out we drunk we got to bed late and then the next day we had a big breakfast because my mother-in-law when she uh hosts she just cooks for us she just she loves cooking and baking mm-hmm. so when we show up there's like so do you want um i made zucchini bread i made muffins i made fruit salad i bought eggs and bacon and i'm just like fucking calm down like wow uh, I but ate, at the same time I Yay. ate everything but the zucchini bread I ran out of room to bef- when I got to the zucchini bread to be honest or I would have <laughs> I would have eaten it like That's everything like my mom is delicious sounds like my mom when I go home she's like what do you want and I'm like
0: food I don't care she's like well like what meals do you want and I'm like
2: uh,
0: anything <laughs> and then she comes home she's like all this different stuff cooked and it's awesome and I love it
2: yeah no it's it's amazing um and then we drove back to Montreal and I was socialed out like yeah um i I walked through the door fed the cat gave him water, cleaned his litter box, put on my gym clothes went to the gym did the thing where you put your headphones and you don't acknowledge that there are other people in the gym mm. and then I came back home and I showered and I made myself food and I went like to bed at like 9 30 it's like at like it was funny because around 8 30 uva who my friend who i went to with was like i think i'm gonna be in bed like in the next 30 minutes i was like girl same um because we had a lot of fun but like we're getting a bit old for like driving like three hours down to ottawa partying, and going to bed at one in the morning rolling out of bed having breakfast getting back in the car driving the three hours back um because, yeah, there was traffic. There's always fucking of traffic yeah. in Ottawa. And there's always fucking traffic in Montreal. And even though we were, like, near the 50, we actually took the 417 and the 40. Because if you take the 50, you have mm-hmm. to drive down the 15. And basically, you're stuck with, like, everybody that went up north to their cabin over the weekend mm-hmm. on, like, Sunday afternoon. They're mm-hmm. all clogging that highway driving into Montreal. Mm-hmm. So if you take... The 50, you just add to that pile. So we are like, we're just going to like loop around and go through Ontario and see if it's not as bad. It was all right. It was all right. By the time, like, but the, when we got to the downtown-ish part of Montreal, like everything was clogged. It's
0: always, it's always clogged. There's not much you can do about it.
2: Yeah. And then we get out um, near where I live and there's like construction everywhere. So of course there's like detour after detour after detour. And when she finally gets to my place, I'm like, I love you. Thank you for the ride. But I, I, and she was like, no worries. I'm going home. And it's just like, and today I was very happy to work from home because I was not the most, uh, happiest of camper. I was definitely tired. I definitely had a bunch of laundry to do. So that's always like, that's the one thing I know you can do from work from home. You know, like, you know, my physiotherapist is just like, you need to get up once every hour for your back pain. I'm like, okay. He's like, you know, like you could do a little laundry. It's like, all right. So that's what I did today. I did all my laundry. And you know what? I finished the day with no back pain just because I got up way more regularly to like deal with the laundry, taking And more your breaks. laundry's done. My laundry's done. My back's better. I was as productive as we well, as productive as I could be after that weekend, to be honest. But... Yeah, no, it was just like, um, go, 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 full tilt. And, um, you know, Pascal was trying to get shit ready to leave on Friday night, and my laptop died, the laptop that he was going to borrow to work. Like, did, Uh, did? Oh, there's an issue with the video drivers that we couldn't fix ourselves, so I'm starting to wonder if there's probably, like, a problem with either the mobo or one of the GPUs. Because I read that these laptops have an NVIDIA GPU, but they also have an onboard graphics, like an Intel whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And these laptops are built to use the onboard graphics when you're just using like Windows or browsing the internet or email to keep your battery usage down. And then if you need an app that uses hardware acceleration, like whether you're using like, like Photoshop or you're launching a game, then it'll switch to the... Exterior, um the nvidia graphics and oh, okay it works in safe mode no problem but as soon as it reinstalls drivers and we launch the windows normally we get blue screens of death and um there's like the the error code says video it says direct x it says a bunch of shit and i'm just like i updated all that shit and then here i was like you know what there's nothing on this laptop like this is something that I use like as a backup or when I used to travel before COVID, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, just wipe it, just reset windows. And it didn't work. So now it's just sitting here and I just have to find the time to take it to uh, a repair shop. Or it becomes paperweight, paperweight. Yeah. And I want to take it to a specific repair shop uh, in Montreal called Incertec because they also do recycling. Um, Okay. So if I bring it there and they're like, Yo, it's your onboard graphics or whatever, and like they have to order the part or they don't have the part and it's going to be like hundreds and hundreds of dollars to fix the thing. They also take donations um, to fix stuff. So basically their mission is, um, it's called insert tech, like for insert, like insertion, like insertion, and tech for mm-hmm. technology, because uh, they do reinsertion social. So they help people that need jobs reintegrate the workforce. Cool. Um, And because of that, like they have that social mission, but also that ecological mission where they uh, accept donations because they will tear apart your shit or they will refurbish, fix it. And then they sell these like at really accessible prices so that students or people with lower income can afford to buy a computer. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just it's a bit out of the way for me. Yeah. So now it's got to sit here until like Saturday until I have a time, the time to do like the 20 minute trip. 20-minute to 40-minute trip to go there. Yeah. Um, it's not something I can swing by on my lunch break, or it's not even in the vicinity of, like, going to work. So. Where is it? Chapangus. I don't even know where that is. It is uh, more or less around... It's Rachel. Okay. More, like, in between... Saint-Michel and Iberville. Huh. So like, you know where there's like the big Loblaws and there was also a a big Canadian tire and it was like old factories that were turned into... um,
0: Yeah, up north of where I used to live.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's up there, yeah, which is not
0: the greatest to get to for public, like subway. You have to bus it or...
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I would have... In a dead zone. Yeah, for me, I have to like Walk to Iberville and then take a bus down and then walk just a bit. Or mm-hmm. I can, I think it was, Google said it was a 40 minute walk, which I can probably do in 30, which mm-hmm. is no problem. But it's like, that means I can't do it like on a lunch break. I have to they, do it like on a day off.
0: They probably close like six or seven or something too. Like,
2: exactly. On a I think they're normal day. On, they're closed Sundays, on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. Things like that. Yeah. They, they mostly deal a lot with, um, corporate accounts because they like take in a lot of these uh companies that do evergreen programs so they'll take a bunch of like pcs and laptops that have been decommissioned from offices and Mm. just like change the battery clean them up and then resell them for like a quarter of the price um i know like every year like they do their black friday thing and it's just like they do pre-configuration of laptops and pcs that you can buy for like five hundred dollars um like, super accessible, super affordable. Like, I think it was 500. Like, I sent a friend of mine, I sent his girlfriend there. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to pay a lot for a PC that could play mm-hmm. Stardew Valley. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I saw this, like, their Facebook ad, and I was like, you want configuration two of a laptop. I'm like, this, you can work, you can do some light Photoshop, and you could run like a small indie game. And mm-hmm. she went that Black Friday, she um, waited in line and she paid. I think five hundred dollars was taxes and Wow, like, that's pretty uh, good. Refurbished Lenovo ThinkPad. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: That's good yeah. because we do. You know, it's so quickly we always want the newest, latest, and greatest. And it's good to know that there's spots that you can recycle. I know my old iMac that I had at work. They work with somebody because they. They'll only, mm-hmm. the only support the max for like 10 years below. And then after that, they send them to get recycled or refurbished yeah. to give them to a school or something like that.
2: Yeah, I know um, like my friend Guillaume was having PC issues. Mm-hmm. and He was like, I need to shop. He's like, I heard of Tech or whatever. And I'm like, oh, there's also my self-tech. And he ended up going to a self because he had an old iMac lying around and they accepted donations. Um, nice. And he brought them the, the iMac and they were super happy about the iMac, even if it's an older one. Yeah. Um, Because they need the parts. Yeah, exactly. But, They'll oh, take it apart. And I think his was still functioning. It was just too old for him. So they could, they probably just kind of like clean it up and sold it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. And they fixed his PC fine. Like, it was like, oh, you need a new PCU and they put in, and they were like, you want us to buy you a new one, or you want, we have a bottle that's been refurbished, and you know, Mm. like, it was great. Like, within two days, he had his PC back, and he had less clutter in his room, his apartment, so. Nice! That's, I mean, I've talked about it endlessly on the podcast about my plan to, like, buy a laptop and change my computer and everything, and I'm like, Mm. I'm very sticking to my guns of, like, if this laptop is dead, (laughs) like, It's either I fix it, Pascal uses it, or it's dead and I donate it to myself. Like, I'm trying, like, the recycle, the recycling, the zero waste. I need to change my computer, but I don't need to create more waste. Cool. Good for you, Kat. Anyway, that's all, everything that's on my mind this week. Nice. It's a a lot of shit. I'm sorry. You've been busy. You've been real busy.
1: Joel, How about you? (laughs) Yeah, I... Uh, wasn't as busy <laughs> as Cat, but I was. It uh, was pretty good. I helped a friend move yesterday. Uh, You're nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Once you go over 30, you don't do that no more. <laughs> well, uh, this is a close friend, and um, it's a it's a, just a lovely a, a lovely um, couple that I'm really close with. And the, I knew the move wouldn't be that big of a deal. They have movers, so it's just like, okay. there's like a few lamps. There's like some clothes. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, I I think I can handle it. So yeah, so I uh, help them move. And um, this week I'm pretty excited because this weekend I'm getting ready to go visit my cousins in uh, Chicago. Um, So it'll be be really fun. I'm taking a half day of work on Friday and I'm going to head over there. And I haven't seen them in a little bit uh, due to... um, covid and and schedules and whatnot and they had their first uh baby so I'm gonna meet Aww. I'm pretty sure he'll be my second cousin I think that's I think how, that's how it works too that's how it works so I'm gonna meet him and I think we're gonna go to the zoo so it'll just be magical and fun to to go visit them and I get a little road trip in which I'm pretty excited about it'll be about a five hour five hour drive uh one way so pretty pumped
0: Cool. That'd be fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: Yeah, my week's been busy but all work stuff because um well, it's TIFF Toronto International Film Festival, so that's back for like the fir- first full one since uh, you know, COVID happened. Then a little thing like the qu- the Queen died. <laughs> And I work Ditchy. in radio How rude and of her. news. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a little bit of a scramble. Um, but, yeah, we've been busy. Uh, but the only thing outside of playing games um, that I wanted to talk about is that uh, yesterday evening, uh, after we got back from a family thing, Mike and I were I had to stop into the gas station and pick up some milk. And I came across the infamous Ruffles KFC flavor. <laughs>
2: oh (laughs) did you try it Uh,
0: oh yeah (laughs) how was it they're good they don't taste like chicken like kfc they've almost like got a muted barbecue flavor to it that's Uh. the best way i can describe it but Mm. i enjoy it because it's like it's like yeah it's like not as powerful barbecue so uh so yeah i would would buy another bag definitely Mm. They were a little more as my father would say. <laughs> Eat some more. <laughs> do you dip? Are you a
1: dip with the chip? Or are you straight? Usually
0: chip? usually if I get the ruffles, the regular ones, we'll get that hell of a dip, that onion dip. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that stuff that, is dynamite. Yeah. That shit slaps. That does, does slap. But uh yeah, with this one we kinda went oh natural is oh natural. You can do with uh KFC or PFK en Francais. Um yeah so uh, I thought that was kind of hilarious because that's been going around the internet um on Twitter and things like that with the other Canadian video game nerds that I know so uh so yeah I thought I would share that that I did it I bought it I tried it I lived to tell the tale <laughs> I don't know what it is about potato chips and wacky flavors but like I got to try it at least once <laughs>
1: I mean, that's what life is for, right? Trying yeah. all the different flavors of potato chips. And it's like <laughs> a
2: very polarizing experience. It's either like you hate them or you love them. If they're lukewarm, it's because they taste like something else. They yeah. taste like they you, you were expecting like a flavor, but they end up tasting just like salt and vinegar.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And everything just kind of tastes like all dress because all dress is everything. I don't, is that in the U.S.? Do you guys have all-dress chips? I do not. Mm-mm. No, and ketchup chips. You don't have ketchup chips, right?
2: Mm-mm. Ketchup and all-dress are Canadian flavors. All
0: right, we need to send a care patch- package down to Joelle <gasps> as a welcome that, present.
1: That would be so fun. and then I could Of all like, Canadian
0: things. Yay!
1: And then <laughs> so... I could try all the snacks and I could give my thoughts of what I think. All-dress chips, <laughs>
2: ketchup chips, yeah. softy yeah. crisp smarties the chocolate Smart smarties. chocolate smarties oh, yeah Oh okay mm. uh, hickory,
0: uh do you know the hickory sticks the chips that are like the little tiny things the little sticks
1: yeah that, that i is that a canadian thing i don't think so in uh they're not called hickory sticks they i think they used to be called like 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 pixel or like pixits or like they were like little little tiny potato sticks
0: like mini fries.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> the
0: easiest way to collect. Yeah, okay, yeah, we definitely got to do that. But Ooh. the ultimate chip is not even a chip. It's a, a Cheetos, but we don't have it anywhere in Canada that I know of besides Newfoundland. This shit is my kryptonite. They are nacho flavored Cheetos, and they are by and they're crunchy ones. They are by far the best ones. Like we demolished bags on bags of those when I was home in Newfoundland. Because we can't get them elsewise. Mm. <laughs> and then Mike, we were in the airport. <laughs> Mike picks up a mini bag but didn't tell me until he got home. Bring, we're sitting on the couch, like just watching a movie, and he brings over his book bag and he slides up this tiny little bag. And I was like, oh my <laughs> <laughs> why
1: didn't we bring home more?
0: <laughs> it's a new fee thing, apparently. So uh so yeah, we're definitely gonna have to make a care package and send it down your way, Joelle.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Send me send me anything and everything. I will be so
2: perfect include, including maple syrup i was going to oh, say yes. if
1: you don't send me some i might i might have to complain
0: uh, all the all the good maple syrup is in cats region so uh, maybe that it'll have to come from that direction mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'll yeah. go i'll go to i'll go to jantalon market uh,
0: there you go perfect
2: and, and get and get the the good stuff the stuff that comes in the can Cause yes, maple syrup from Quebec, they all get the same can and they just stick their a sticker on it that explains from which sugar shack it's from. Mm. And it's all the same can with like this little,
1: little landscape
2: orb. of like snowy stuff and there's somebody snowshoeing on it. Like if yeah. it's not like a generic can like that, that says like Quebec maple syrup and they like somebody slapped their, st- their sticker on it, it's not good maple syrup. <laughs> uh, I see people like I don't know in Ontario, like in Toronto, a lot of people have like glass bottles that they get from the grocery store. I'm like maple syrup from the grocery store. You get I, mean, I you get that I, shit like you drive out in the boondocks and like somebody's selling on the side of the road and it has to be that can. <laughs> like, yeah, what we're talking hell? about
0: Toronto now, right? Like the boondocks is pretty far. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know they do do it in Ontario region, but uh, but yeah, all the best stuff comes from Quebec.
2: I I think I learned the other day that it's like. Quebec does 80% of the world's maple syrup. I'm not surprised. Remember when they had that? Okay, so this is a story.
0: We're totally, yeah, this is totally off topic of video games. But there was a heist, a maple syrup heist, where someone went and stole, was it a tractor trailer or something full of maple syrup? And it was like millions and millions of dollars worth of maple syrup. There's a
2: reserve of maple syrup, a Fort Knox of maple syrup in Quebec. And there was this whole organized scheme to steal it. What they did is like they emptied barrels of maple syrup and filled them with water. And eventually they found out and it was a ring and they stole like millions of dollars of maple syrup. And like for a while, there was like a shortage of maple syrup because of these motherfuckers. Like, there's a Wikipedia page for it. Like, I have to find it. Like Okay,
0: you're going to have to put it's, that in the show notes because so- people are going to be curious.
1: <laughs> it sounds like they really got themselves into a sticky situation.
0: a <laughs> dutch! I've always thought, and you know, after being, especially being on the latest podcast the other day, I'm like, do we go and get a sound board for GOG so that we can have folly? And I'm like, that is a prime opportunity, except I would tell Simon he is not allowed to have that stupid wah-wah-wah-wah sound. I'm going to veto that. <laughs> Because he will just, like, use that all the time. But I think we need to have a soundboard at some point. I agree.
1: It would be really fun. And we can continue to veto Simon's noises because I know we keep vetoing his ASMR and then his... his, Yeah, yeah, his his, eating on the microphone.
0: Yes. But yeah, th- to- that when you're not here, he can't <laughs> defend himself. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh to go back to the maple syrup, it was called the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist of 2011 <laughs> and 2012. <laughs> Nearly 3,000 tons of maple syrup were stolen, valued at $18.7 million. Wow. Canadian. Damn. So about $15 million US dollars worth wow. of maple syrup. Wow. Anyway, there's, it's a whole thing. It was... It was a big thing.
1: That's a Disney movie. That's a Disney movie plot of like, you know, this is like... Someone we- make that
0: that video game. Like an indie video game.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of either... Be- Yo, that could be like... Um- you know, like Dead by Daylight, but Maple Syrup Edition. Like, people play the heisters and somebody yeah. else plays the law enforcement. Yeah.
1: That's the next mobile hot, hottest mobile trend. Oh, my God. Save, save the syrup.
0: Oh, my God. Or a VR game and you're just running and you have to be so careful driving because you don't want to lose it and spill it all over the road because how do you clean that up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's talk about video games. Sounds Catherine, good. you've been so busy. Have you had a chance to play anything?
2: No, not even something on my phone. Like all I've been doing is I've even skipped a few days of Wordle. I've been so busy. Oh, doing. wow. Oh, Wordle? How about the Hurdle
0: one? I still haven't been doing as much of that as I want to. I uh,
2: the days I do Wordle, I do Wordle and Hurdle. Okay. And it's I I'm sticking to my trend of either Shazam wishes it was me or I have no <laughs> fucking clue what that song is. <laughs> like awesome. To, like today was uh uh, not Limb Biscuit, Lincoln Park. Like that oh, first, yeah. like second, I was like, "Oh yeah, here it is."
0: <laughs> oh my god! Some days is like so easy, other days it's so hard, and I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there, and I'm like, I don't even know this song after I've listened to it for five seconds. I'm like, I no clue, no clue. How about you, Joelle? What have you been playing?
1: Well, I. Uh... Finally got back into Tales of Arise. I started this game. I'm pretty sure it was before Um, it was before Horizon Zero Dawn came out. That's when I started it and I I have this um Very consistent track record with JRPGs where I'll start I'll get like almost halfway and then I'll just stop And I just don't I like take a really long hiatus a few months and then I'll get back to it. So I finally got back to it. Uh, so I picked that back up, and um, that's been really fun. I I can sense I'm nearing the end game. Uh, so I'm working my way through that. And then I also started playing Monster Hunter World. So Ooh. I'm really enjoying um, that uh, co-op on PCs. So that's been that's been fun.
0: Sweet. Yeah. It's too bad Simon's not here to.
1: I know. Talk
0: talk shop with monster hunter world because mm-hmm. that's its jam yeah you yeah.
1: know it, i it's better than i thought i thought it wasn't gonna be as um complex or that hunting the monsters would be a little easier but mm. it is it is uh it's more difficult than i thought it would be so it's a surpri- it's a surprising little challenge of i'm like oh this isn't quite as as simple as i i thought (laughs) Mm. so that's been kind of fun the ai is way more sophisticated than i than i uh anticipated so so yeah so it's been good
0: cool uh i think i have a new addiction two-point campus is not done oh no No, I'm not finished, but I have a new addiction. It's called Disney Dreamlight Valley. (laughs) I've heard good things about it. Oh, my God. So if you took Stardew Valley, no combat, though, or Animal Crossing is probably the easiest thing. This game is Animal Crossing with Disney characters and all the stuff that used to annoy the bejesus out of us with Animal Crossing, but we did it anyway. Gone. Gone gone. So the way that it all kind of like comes together is you are magically transported to this dream space, I guess you could say. That's called Dreamlight Valley, and there is this these night thorns or something. There's something plaguing the region which is causing what they call the forgetting. So it's causing characters to disappear or be locked in places and places be like bird off and whatever. So like the Valley can't survive. It's not in its, in its, you know, full lush kind of way. And you initially are brought in and get to meet, of course, Merlin He's the first person you get to meet. If you know, from sort of the stone and, uh, also, you start getting introduced to other characters. So right away, got to meet Mickey, got to meet Goofy, got to meet uh, Scrooge McDuck, because of course, Scrooge McDuck is the version of Tom Nook, because makes total sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, you, you've got to help them rebuild their community and bring all the characters, your favorite Disney characters back and then help them on different tasks um and things. And you get to farm and you get to explore. And as you uh level up and and do tasks, like remember the whole Nook Miles thing? This is all replaced by what they call dreamlight. Mm. And that as you garner more dreamlight, you can use that dream light to open other places. Um, oh. so different areas on the map. So right now I've got like the main town square plus um I guess it's like a, oh my goodness, what is the area called? It's like a, like a, like not a prairie. Jeez Louise. A meadow? Yes, that's the word, a meadow. Then there's a beach that I unlocked. Then I also now just unlocked a forest type area. Mm. I'm running into characters from Moana. Um, I've also got, um, I'm trying to bring Minnie Mouse back. Uh, I ran into characters from uh, Frozen. uh, As well as there are... So obviously there are some characters kind of floating around, and as you un- unlock areas and you know go out and meet new friends, you there are some that are kind of locked behind um, spots where it's almost like in Animal Crossing you would use the Nook Miles to take planes or the 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 the, the airplane boat the mm-hmm. off to an island to go and search for another character or whatever or go and try and find different fruits and different flowers and all that kind of stuff. Um, this time you. Go into the castle, and there are door portals that you unlock with Dreamlight that can transport you to one of the worlds in one of the other movies. So I got to meet um, the rat from Ratatouille and brought him back. So now I'm learning how to cook. No way. There's also fishing. There's also gardening, um, and money making, and lots of costumes and like decorating your house, decorating your land, doing things you know, building, rebuilding this community, and. It is addictive as all heck. Um they the thing that I find the most that like obviously the day cycle mechanic that Animal Crossing had served its pers- purpose in Animal Crossing to essentially kind of pace yourself. Mm-hmm. This does have a day night mechanic, but nothing's locked behind it. So mm-hmm. you can go and like as soon as a new character comes and you need to lay down their house somewhere in your in your your valley region. You can unlock it instantly if you have the money to do so. And it comes right away. So you don't have to wait for the next day for something to come around. Mm. Um, Plants do take time to grow, but not like you have to wait till the next day. It's like some are 15 minutes. Some might be 30 minutes. Some might be a few hours. But like at least that happens. There's weather. um, And uh, it's not it does help like watering. Your, if it rains, they water your plants and whatever. And it does give different atmospheres to different regions and stuff, but it's nothing that I found that's like been detrimental or like works against you in gameplay hmm. and uh crafting system is significantly better than animal crossing. Um, in that you can do more than one at a time. Um, for most things cooking, I haven't found that you can do more than one at a time, but, uh, but it's fast nonetheless. Um, But yeah, I am really into this. Obviously, it's super cool with all the Disney characters and, you know, they're not totally completely voiced like the text for the most part is something that pops up on the screen. But, you know, you do get like flavors of their catchphrases and things like that. It's really fun going through the world and like. Hearing the melody like the Mickey Mouse theme mixed with a Frozen theme come in mixed with another one that you recognize. Like Mm. it just puts you in that really good mood that a good Disney Pixar movie kind of kind of does. Right. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's currently technically early access. Um, I don't really understand why it's early access, uh, but it's available on Game Pass. So yeah, I downloaded it and started going right away. Um, I God only knows how many hours I've already had into it. It has to be 20 plus. I know Allie's playing it. She and I were chatting on the side. She's uh she's about 26 hours in. And uh yeah, I'm I'm stoked. It's it's great. Uh I ran into one bug just before coming on the podcast hmm. that was easily rectified. I just rebooted. I didn't lose very much progress, but uh but yeah, it uh it's really cute and fun and approachable and is scratching that Animal Crossing itch that I've needed to scratch for a while now. Um, I felt like I haven't had that type of a game. And you know what? We're in a really good spot right now for those types of games. Between like that, I still have of the Lambda Play. Um, Baron Breakfast is coming out on Switch this week. Um, and I have a big old trip to Vegas um, next week. So I'm going to be playing lots on that four and a half hour flight. So I'm pretty stoked about that. So, yeah, I feel like we're in a good spot right now for those those types of games. Um, So, yeah, if you're looking for something you like Disney characters, you like something that's very laid back, relaxed and, you know, no combat involved. And the skill that you need is essentially just remembering what chest you put your your items in. um, Yeah, this game is it.
2: Yeah, uh, because like Animal Crossing, they they they're not pushing new content, right?
0: No, they pretty much finished that. Um, They said it was going to be essentially like a year or so of content. And that's what they delivered. Now, what I'm mostly seeing in the Animal Crossing kind of community out there, people have started to build mods um, and go far, which kind of hard to do on a switch. I don't know how they figured that out. They must have jailbroke it or something like that. Um, But yeah, Animal Crossing is kind of dead on content. This game, I don't know what the wall is in early access or what's available right now, there seems to be a lot. Cause even though I don't have all the characters, I can go into the menu and kind of see who's potentially coming. And with some of the Disney events that's happened over the past week, they have announced, um, toy story is supposed to come this fall as one of the spots that you can get at into, and you can kind of see it in the advertisement. They show pictures of Woody and pictures of Bud uh, Lightyear and all that kind of stuff. So So, yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. And, like, think about it, all the stuff that Disney has, like, that I haven't heard them speak of yet. Like, I haven't seen anything with um, Lion King or Aladdin. Um, And it has human and and animal. What do they call that? anapomorphic characters, like the animals that are, you know, walk and talk and whatever else. Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Yeah. So, like, I have moana and maui i have who are humanoid i have uh met the Kristoff from frozen i know the rest a whole bunch of the other frozen characters are there i met ursula today Mm -hmm. um and she's kind of like a hybrid and of course um the ones that I already mentioned mentioned goofy mickey scrooge um and they've mentioned donald duck already i've seen images of wally so and then, of course, they mentioned Toy Story. So, like, there's so much that they can tap into. Like, it'll be cute when you get the... I hope you can get, like, the up house at one point point that has the balloons on it. I think that would be really cool. Or the Encanto
1: uh, house. That'd be cool, too.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, yeah, there's so many. And there's been new new movies that are coming out. They seem to be doing, like, reenactments of, like, animated movies that are now becoming real live uh, pictures, like Pinocchio just recently released. Um, so, yeah, they have such a smorgasbord of content that they can throw at that thing and anything new that they put out. And hey, it might be called Disney Dreamlight Valley, but Disney owns Marvel. So, I can easily see them start to throw Marvel in there, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Disney also owns Star Wars. So, they can throw some Star Wars and in Fox? there if they wanted yeah. to. They own
2: Fox. Like, fucking mm-hmm. throw Lisa Simpsons in there.
0: let's go buddy so yeah this this is interesting i'm having a lot of fun gonna keep powering through and playing um it i never i'm never bored and i always feel like even if one character it's like you need to progress in the story to get more to do more with this like, say mickey I can go off to one of the other characters and do something for them. Like, there's always something to do. And it's never hidden in a sense that, like, I feel like I'm blocked. Like, you can always go into the menu and look at the quest and see what the next pointer is. Or go and do some stuff to get some more Dreamlight, Or decide to go and cook for someone in Remy's kitchen. So, yeah, for a ratatouille. So that, I mean, it's really cute.
1: Is it going to be as, uh, there's, is there co-op with this? I haven't encountered
0: any co-op yet. Okay. So I don't know if they've talked about it. Maybe that's part of the reason it's uh, it's early access. Cat, are you looking? Mm. I thought you were looking. You look like you were looking at the internet. (laughs) Sorry, Um, I got distracted by something else. That's okay. It happens. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I kind of like it being more intimate. But I did, you know, that was the big thing with Animal Crossing was going to see other people's lands and things like that. Mm. So. so yeah, but I mean, it's not like in Animal Crossing, you did that so that you could get different flowers or different fruit or get items and things like that. I don't think anything is locked where you, you like in like Pokemon where you need to go and trade to get certain monsters, right? Mm-hmm. This is very much like everything is available there. You just got to take your time to, to get it. I think it's going to be free to play too. So I don't know how they're making their money on it.
2: So... probably microtransactions but it's a kids
0: game I
2: would say it's more like I would
0: say it's more like uh, maybe season passes or things like that but yeah
2: it's what microtransactions
0: are no but I mean like the the little tiny things that's just like you buy at least one chunk at least it's not like you're constantly buying loot boxes or something right it doesn't seem as nefarious to me
2: I mean, you usually if you buy into a um, uh, a season pass or a battle pass or whatever, yeah, you're supposed to know upfront what you'd be getting.
0: Yeah, I'm going to look here now just to see what. I don't all know about. why yeah. it's in
2: early access. Honestly, I can't find that information. Yeah, but it's it's uh, available everywhere. mm Hmm.
0: I, yeah, I don't it know. It says if it's free, free now. Everybody. Maybe it's only maybe it's only free on. Would I play it on Buy PC and console? Okay, let's go to like Nintendo
1: Switch. It's okay, 40. maybe it's a
2: Game Pass thing. Then yeah. it, that's why he it's free.
1: I was just say
0: you play it on Game Pass. Yeah, it's free esque.
2: It, it's forty dollars on um, Epic Game Store, forty Canadian. So it's probably like a twenty dollar game for you uh, in the U.S.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine for the just the baseline on Dreamlight Valley mm-hmm. on Switch in the U.S. Mm-hmm um it's on epic so maybe it's the game pass thing that makes it yeah 38.99 epic.com i don't know prices are different weird um but yeah i mean maybe a game pass
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: there for you
1: well, was- <laughs> that's why it feels free to me <laughs> well, i'm glad you talked about because i was going to ask because a part of me was like is this it didn't feel, from what I looked at, like it was going to be a very rich game. Like a very, you know, layered and intense, like Stardew Valley was. So I'm I'm actually like, oh, this is... I'm glad that, like, it's a good experience so far.
0: Mm, I'm c- really curious to see when I hit the wall. But based on what I can see, it's going to be a while before mm-hmm. I hit that wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, mind you... I am watching videos on how to make money fast and do that kind of things because I have zero patience and I have a lot of games to play. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably going to hit that wall faster than others. But right now, it's pretty good. And I'm going at a pretty decent clip. Not too fast, not too slow. Hmm. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Ready to talk about some news, friends? Yeah. Let's do it. And we're back with the news of the week and um, a little just housekeeping, I guess you could say. Um, Remember last week when we were talking about all those rumored events? (laughs) Well, today, Monday, the 12th, Both Nintendo and PlayStation came out and said they are both having online events tomorrow, the 13th. So lo and behold, when you are actually listening to this podcast, that would be the past. So our apologies that we are not talking about any of the news that came in that, because um, for us in the past, that is our future. So this is getting very confusing for me to talk about right now (laughs) about the past the things but essentially um yeah tuesday september 13th there's gonna be a nintendo direct in the morning it's gonna feature roughly 40 minutes of information focused on nintendo switch games launching this winter and then later on in the afternoon um or evening or depending where you are but after nintendo a few hours later um playstation is holding a state of play it's gonna run about 20 minutes and feature a look at 10 games coming to ps5 psvr and Hold on, PS5, PS4, and PSVR 2. Updates from, and they have, in quotes, amazing Japanese partners and a few other surprises from developers around the world. So, I guess that's what we're going to be talking about next week. <laughs> yep. <and laughs> at least you know what the podcast is going to be about. I mean, I called it that there
2: would be a state of play for, like, Tokyo Game Show or at the very least, like, after for Black Friday stuff. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. One thing that was interesting, though, is with the Nintendo Direct, Nintendo UK is not going to be live streaming it in, um, is not honor or remembrance in respect, I guess, to kind of the media blackout that's kind of happening right now in the UK with the passing of the Queen. Um, so, yeah, they, I guess people in in England just have to watch one of the other streams that it happens on. <laughs> But, yeah, they're doing that out of respect for the Queen, which uh, I understand. But, yeah, that'll be interesting to talk about next week. I just thought it was really funny because we mentioned it and we were like, it could happen anytime. Lo and behold, it's tomorrow. Kat, what do you got for us this week?
2: A little rumor about Overwatch 2 um, saying that possibly new heroes will be locked behind the battle pass, um, which is a big thing. Because Overwatch is known for uh, switching heroes during gameplay. Like, Mm -hmm. having access to a lot of heroes. Like, even though um, you're locked in a role, let's say you're playing Tank, and it's, like, not working for you as as Rain, uh, when you die, you can switch to, like, Orisa or Zarya or whatever. Like, you know, you can... If you see that, like, the current hero you're playing doesn't work. So, um, because on the website which was it was taken down and updated but like on the overwatch 2 uh website where you can pre-order it said that like um it said overwatch 2 is coming october 4th the home base for your new gameplay experience um the pack includes the following Overwatch 2 in-game content: Season One Premium Battle Pass, seven legendary skins, five epic skins, and 200 Overwatch coins. We had talked uh, 2,000 Overwatch coins. We had talked that loot boxes are not are going to be gone, and now it's going to be uh, in-game currency for you to uh, purchase stuff and unlock uh, extra content. And it says with the season one premium battle pass, you can unlock over eighty tiers of reward, including Myth, mythic cyber demon Genji, blob legend Hinotori, Kiriko, and more. In addition, as a season one premium battle pass owner, you will automatically receive access to Overwatch's latest hero Kiriko. Includes instant access to Overwatch Legendary Editions. So, um, I thought Overwatch Two was going free to play. <laughs> so did I. But now, like... Because it says that you can pre-order Overwatch 2 Watchpoint pank for, like, 55 Canadian. So, guess is there a version of to play. Overwatch 2? 2, Overwatch 2 goes free to play. Okay. Yeah, so, yes, Overwatch 2 is... Launching October 4th will be free to play on Windows, PC, and Xbox Series X. A Nintendo Switch console. Anyone can join, anyone can play. I think the PvP part is free, if I remember correctly, and then the PvE part you have to pay for it. Hmm.
0: They're just looking at what the new character looks like because I feel like I'm out of the loop, but I didn't get to see it. I mean, I think uh, the character was announced like four days ago. All the images are, say, like, three days ago, four days ago, so. Oh, no, it leaked. That's what it was.
2: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that was a leak, and they changed the the thing after, so, I mean, I don't, it's coming out soon, mm-hmm. and I think it's normal that if they're going for a free-to-play model that they need to um, review their monetization mm-hmm. tactics. And I know, like, for games, like, um Apex Legend R6 for Honor things like that like new heroes are a big vector of monetization mhm um and so is the battle pass and or whatever they're called like battle pass season pass whatever they're calling the games you play um i think it's called a season pass in Fortnite i don't know um but yeah these things like Overwatch used to be you you buy the game, you have access to all the maps, all the heroes. However, customization is in loot boxes and you can earn those loot boxes by playing the game or you can grind or you can purchase them with extra money and that's how they made extra money was like with this loot box mechanic and now they're going upfront because like if you look at any season pass or battle pass, you'll have a menu where with all the tiers and at each tier it'll tell you what you'll unlock. And usually there's a free track and a premium track. And sometimes you'll get like event passes, I guess, that are like for certain like short event. Um, But usually there's like, or if there's not like free battle pass content and paid battle pass content, it's just like if you pay for the battle pass, you get like, they'll get you like half of the stuff straight up. You'll get like 50 tiers gone and then you can just grind the rest. Mm. Um, Things like that. It's like you can... It really depends on the game and the monetization, but it's a big, 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 big vector of making your game profitable um, without having like to rely on loot boxes. And it's like, you know, if you just, the only thing you want in the battle pass is like at tier 10, you don't have to feel the need to grind after that. Like you can look at it and see if it's worth it. Um, and like new heroes are a big... Big way to make money. However, like, how is that going to affect the Overwatch meta? Like I said, because like the breadth of heroes and switching heroes mid match is a big, big part of Overwatch. Kat, do you think you're going to play Overwatch 2?
0: Because you were big in you played a lot of the original Overwatch.
2: I did. I played a lot, mostly because I played with friends at lunch. Um, yeah. I want to try it. I mean, if it's going free to play, it'll be easy for me to try it. Um. I don't know, like as as a Game Pass subscriber, if we're gonna get extra shit in the game, but I might I might give it a go. I, I it used to be that they announced like PVE modes. I was interested in those mm-hmm. more than the PvP. But yeah i'll I'll have a gander at it. But all that cool. to say, these are all rumors and they haven't confirmed. But like, I think the big thing is is not that they're going to charge you for the new heroes. I want to know what it's going to do to the meta
1: yeah, of a game where, the game
2: where yeah. changing hero mid match was part of your strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Yeah, that'll definitely shift things up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they need to change a lot about Overwatch. Like, just, to, like, have a modern shooter in today's day, like, and go against Valorant, which is basically, like, CSGO and Overwatch together, mashed together. Um, so they'll have to, they have to do something. Um, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're not changing Heroes Mint match anymore. Maybe, Maybe not. You Maybe you that's live, part of it.
0: You, you live and die
2: by the character. You choose the beginning. If you're sh- shit, shit at Ryan, you're going to be shit at Reinhardt all the way to the end.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a good way to learn. <laughs> Instead of saying,
2: why did I pick this character?
0: And she go some other direction. Joelle, what do you got for us this week?
1: I have just a uh, short and sweet little announcement. Um, I read on The Verge that From Software is making Elden Ring's full soundtrack available to stream on Spotify, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Apple Music, and more. So if you need more Elden Ring in your life, you can listen to the full soundtrack. It's 67... uh, different songs which is cool like i think that's cool because there are definitely some days where i want to throw on uh, a game soundtrack and just and just work or like just clean or just do something so i think this is really cool that they have made it available on all these different platforms and If uh, you're also like me and love extra content, there's also um, some interviews uh, with developers and sound design from the game and stuff like that. So you can really sink your teeth into the content. So I just thought that was really cool that um, the announcement was made and you can continue your Elden Ring journey wherever you go. (laughs) Video game
2: music is the goat for focus work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. is.
1: Yep is that
0: repetitive like even and it's amazing how catchy it is like mm-hmm. playing disney dream Lake valley and all i hear like going throughout my day when i'm not playing like playing in my head is the music from that game it's the same thing when i was playing two point campus it happens when i'm playing stardew valley it happens when i'm playing slime rancher like mm-hmm. it just sticks in your head like an earworm because it's designed to play in a loop and crescendo and decrescendo and all that kind of stuff to rhythm and be background noise to a certain extent to create an atmosphere. So it's perfect in those scenarios where you're trying to focus or, you know, get shit done.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly. And I love Celeste's soundtrack, and I Mm. love going on walks to Celeste's soundtrack, because I just find myself being swept away and i also though it's so interesting because i sometimes i'll hear a soundtrack and i'm like oh i remember playing this level like 80 million times because i died so much and so i also think that's fun it's like that emotional connection to uh you know the sound as well but i just thought that was cool because people love them elden ring so i think that that was a nice that was a nice uh thing to keep the the game in the news cycle as well and also just a good a good thing to do for your fans
0: yeah we're gonna see simon's uh listening to spotify just yep. have that over and over again now yep. yeah. <laughs> in the discord thing i'm a little ashamed sometimes of the stuff that pops up because i listen to like all this wacky stuff for work and things and people are probably like what are you doing <laughs> oh my goodness um Okay, let's get into the thick of the news that happened over the past weekend. So we've had two different live events that happened. Well, you know, broadcasted live. They weren't actually live, but there was the Disney Marvel Games Showcase and the Ubisoft Forward. One happened on Friday. The other happened on Saturday. Disney and Marvel Games Showcase. It was short and sweet, 23 minutes. I think it was well-paced. Did you ladies get a chance to watch it or check out any of the news afterwards? I did, yep. Cool. Did you watch it live, or did you did you watch it after?
1: I uh, watched it after. Nice, nice. Any key things that you thought really uh, piqued your interest? I uh, really was on the same page as Julia. I loved the uh, Captain America and Black Panther game announced. I, I, I don't know. I have such high expectations though because Marvel. Marvel set the bar so high and Mm -hmm. I haven't been I'll just haven't been enjoying as many like Marvel games so I I want this game to be amazing so I think I'm gonna have to I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to lower my bar a little bit but it's just really difficult um but that one that one really really did uh uh pique my fancy quite a bit
0: Yeah, it's unnamed. We just know that it's going to have Captain America and Black Panther in it. And it's coming from the director of Uncharted, Amy Henning. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's kind of a magical kind of perfect storm maybe coming together here. Marvel's been doing some pretty cool things between the Spider-Mans and Guardians of the Galaxy and that stuff that's been happening over the past little while. Um, I have high hopes, too, for the... Uh, Wolverine game that's coming so yeah Mm. that sounds pretty darn interesting Mm -hmm. along with that if you want to take your Marvel on the go there's a game coming from the developers of Pokemon Go aka Niantic called Marvel World of Heroes this I found really interesting because I do like having that game to play while I walk or or whatever when I'm out and about to check in and. That sort of thing. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be highly inspired by Pokemon Go. We don't know too much about it yet, so uh so yeah, should be should be interesting to see. Hopefully it sticks around a little longer than some of the other ones that kind of were a flash in the pan, like Minecraft Earth and uh the Harry Potter one, which I tried and abandoned pretty quickly. Um Pokemon Go is still going strong. They're still doing lots of stuff with that, but I mean Pokemon is such an impressive franchise. It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens for Marvel, but like collecting comic book characters and different costumes that they're in and things like that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree, I agree. I, I will I will be that person that's constantly mm-hmm. on their phone looking for something, and I will not apologize for it, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this one I think you might like, Kat. It's called Disney Illusion Island. It's a co-op Mickey Mouse platformer that's gonna be a Switch exclusive. But the art style of it is very different. It looks like Mickey Mouse meets like Powerpuff Girls. Oh, I'm down. Or, you know, like or or Clone High in the way that they're drawn. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Um, Coming out in 2023. I like the little trailer that they put out. That was that was pretty nice. So I think you should take a gander at that. It's it's different, yeah. Or and like a mix also too. There's some of the stuff too that really reminds me. Obviously, not the same effect with a painterly, but kind of like how they're moving around with like light, kind of trailing them and things like that, kind of remind me a little bit of Ori. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh, it it was when I saw it, I was like, wow, Disney's really taking a, a different turn because it's not like it looks
2: like Steamboat Willie. <laughs> no, it, it's like you said, it's got like that clone. Clone Clone High high or Totally Spies. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, make it 2022. But, like, I'm sure that's the kind of thing that, like, Uva and I would like to play on a Friday night. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And another one for you, Kat. Disney Speedstorm, a.k.a. Mario Kart with Disney characters.
2: I will fuck you guys up on this game. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot catch them.
0: (laughs) And, like, seriously, like, watch that trailer, too. Because, like... It feels so much like Mario Kart.
2: (laughs) I mean, you know, Disney is known for suing easily, and they are tiptoeing along that line with Nintendo, who is also known for being quick to sue when quick with their takedown notice. So this is a dance, a legal dance yeah, I can't like not wait to see. Just
0: watch the trailer. Because, like, when you're seeing it, like, the cars kind of remind me of Mario Kart. Then they have, like, the spots on the ground where you pick up items that are not those rainbow colored diamonds, but instead are something else it looks like. And then there's a spot where it looks like it's jumping off someplace and, like, catching air. And, like, I was like, yeah. First off, I get why they're doing it. Two, why is it taking so long? Because mm-hmm. this makes total sense. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree and I, I when I was watching it I thought well this is Mario Kart I'm like but I am here for it like oh my goodness like I want to be Captain Jack Sparrow racing around in a speeder thank you very I was much. about yeah. to
2: say I'm looking at the characters and there's fucking Captain Jack Sparrow like mm. are we gonna throw rum
1: at people and I, hope so. better. I hope so I hope so
0: any better drive like in Kind of be like loose controls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It's part of a part of the handicap for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I mentioned Toy Story is coming to Disney Dreamlight Valley this fall. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, obviously, there was a whole bunch of other stuff. But those are the things that really kind of caught my eye based on what I like to play Uh, but yeah there's a whole bunch more so uh, definitely show notes there's an article uh, from IGN with uh, or did I do IGN for that one Uh, no I linked the Ubisoft forward one there twice (laughs) cat we're gonna have to change that link out for something else (laughs) look at the show notes oh boy the other thing that happened was the Ubisoft forward that was a much longer event it was one uh, an hour and a half I want to say and the format of that was interesting because at first they did the first kind of part where they kind of front-loaded all the other, and I say that a little loosely because like a whole slew of other game announcements um, and things that popped up. And in the back bit, they had essentially like a hyper-focus on the Assassin's Creed series. So in the beginning part... <laughs> The two things that uh, I was super excited for included the Mario Rabid Sparks of Hope kind of gameplay teaser because I really enjoyed the previous game. That game's coming soon, too. Um, so we got to see some of the gameplay, which looks just as much fun as the previous one is. And the announced that there's DLC and one of the DLC is going to have Rayman, which makes total sense. Mm hmm. And then the other thing that I was super excited for and totally forgot that it was even part of Ubisoft and what they do um, was Mythic Quest season three got announced. Along with that, and I put this one at the bottom of my nose because I borderline almost forgot it. um, They're working with Ubisoft is working with Netflix on a whole bunch of different like mobile games to put inside the Netflix experience. And one of them is Valiant Hearts 2 which I never thought we were ever going to see another one of those. And that game is one of my favorites, made me cry like a baby. I totally adored that game. So um, I am all here for Valiant Hearts too. And then we get into the Assassin's Creed. <sighs> I'm so excited. Uh, I feel like this is what I've been waiting for for a while in Assassin's Creed. We are so used to kind of them talking about just like one game at a time. Um, and it being a, after the game comes out, a drip feed of DLC and things like that. And now it feels like Ubisoft is taking Assassin's Creed as a franchise and really rounding it out and playing the long game. Um, it sounds like obviously we haven't played any of this stuff yet, but it sounds like they're listening to a lot of the things that the audience is asking for who are huge fans, including the fact that some of this stuff leaked before. We talked about it then and then they confirmed some of it. But then some of it was also left to the uh, to the to the actual uh, event to kind of confirm, though some of it was already out there. So Assassin's Creed Mirage that leaked and then they confirmed it and used it as kind of a way to get people to watch the event. Um, That is the game that follows Basim, who we met in uh, met in Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla. Uh, Valhalla I was like I was gonna say Ragnarok I was like no that was the DLC Um, (laughs) Valhalla and uh, and yeah so we're gonna follow him it's back it's gonna take or it's gonna come out in 2023 so we got a little bit of time but it it is supposed to so they say going back to the roots of what Assassin's Creed was back when we first started uh, playing that game 15 years ago because it's been 15 years and it that makes that I get it; it's 15 years, but at the same time, I'm like, holy crap, time flies. Additionally, um, the other two that were somewhat rumored leaked, but I'm still so here for nonetheless. Assassin's Creed Red, which is a code name, Red is the code name, but it's supposed to take place in feudal Japan setting and be in. Tw- it's supposed to release in 2024. And then the other one, Assassin's Creed Hexe, which everybody was debating how that was supposed to be said, but they actually came out and said Hexe during the press conference. It's supposed to be, and I quote, a very different type of Assassin's Creed game. It. Looks like it involves witchcraft. I mean, outside of the name Hexe, which kind of makes me think Hex, that kind of thing. Also, to too, the, always, always the Assassin's Creed logo is always themed to match whatever the setting is or the theme is of each different edition of the game. And this one is done up almost like it's been twigs tied together, almost like a makeshift voodoo or doll or something or a, or a, or a dream catcher or something like that. Um, and it gives me a little bit of the vibes of, um, I watched uh, a whole bunch of the seasons of American Horror Story, and this one kind of makes me feel like the one, uh, Roman Oak. Um, so yeah, I think that that's going to be really interesting. Um, along with that, they announced Bowie. Bowie is very excited right now. He likes Assassin's Creed too. He's playing with his toy. <laughs> they also announced the fact that there's going to be DLC for Valhalla as they round out the end. I think it's the last one. There's going to be a mobile game that's coming out. And then the rumored Assassin's Creed Infinity, they spoke about it a bit. It's supposed to be this new platform hub. Not much has really been explained, but it's really like, I think the big selling point, like this was Ubisoft's like Assassin's Creed, smorgasbord of content coming your way. And that's what I was here for. Cause I felt like we hadn't heard much about that franchise in a while. And it's one of my faves. Uh, So, so yeah, pretty exciting. Joelle, I know you haven't really played Assassin's Creed before. Mm -hmm. So is there anything here or is there anything in past Assassin's Creed that's kind of like tickling your fancy that you'd like to dive into?
1: Well, I'll have to do a little more research into past games. Um, The Feudal Japan really caught my eye. Um, And Mm -hmm. I say that as someone that really loved like Ghost of Tsushima. Um, And I just thought, ooh, this might be a good hook. Um, And also because in the uh forward they talked about how they wanted to double down on history and really you know digging into that meat and how history is a good setting for entertainment and Mm -hmm. i love history uh ancient history was a part of my undergrad degree in college and a part of my master's and so i thought ooh, like that also I really, really caught my um, attention and gave me a little taste for for what to come. So I think I'll definitely be looking at the smorgasbord of Assassin's Creed buffet that's coming out and take it Mm -hmm. a little more seriously and, and really look and see if there's anything that will catch my eye. I also will say the mobile game... I also might try too, because I'm looking in to get into more mobile gaming, so it might be a nice mm-hmm. might be a nice bridge to start too. But I will say, I almost wanted to stop watching because I'm not an Assassin's Creed gal, but I thought no, let, let let's take a look at this, and and I thought they did a good job of of making it accessible to, uh, I'm sure, hopefully as fans and but also uh, new people to the to the franchise. So, mm-hmm. is there part of history
0: that Kind of like, or, or, you know, ages or anything that you're super interested in? Because Assassin's Creed's covered a lot over the past 15 years.
1: Yeah, so I mostly focused on ancient Near Eastern uh, history. So, like, Rome, Greece. Um, okay, so you got to play Odyssey. So i got to play Odyssey. Okay. Yeah. Odyssey in
2: Greece. Uh, there's some Ezios that are based in Rome. Brotherhood is based in Rome. Okay. There's parts of, there's parts of Assassin's Creed where they go to, uh, Odyssey where they go to Rome
0: too, isn't there? Or is it just Romans in?
2: I think it's more like Romans are
0: Romans taking, oh yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, Odyssey is
0: fantastic.
1: All right,
2: yeah. If you're really into like that whole period also, Origins is great because they like reconstructs reconstructed Alexandria. Oh, mm. that's dope. Which is, which is like, you know, nobody knows what Ale- Alexandria truly looked like and things like that. Mm. But it's like, you know, it's ancient Egypt. But Mm -hmm. it's, like, that time with Cleopatra where, like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." there's that bridge with Rome. So uh, Origins another great one. Mm -hmm. They're really big and they're really meaty. But if you stick to, like, the main quest and whatever side quests interest you like yeah you can finish it in 30 to 50 hours or you can do like i did and be in and just do everything and i sunk 100 hours in origin and 100 hours in odyssey i i
1: yeah. feel like i might have that intent of like i'll maybe throw it on you know easy or normal and try to play but i get so distracted like i'm like ooh side quest like side quest like i i, I mean I, I can do my best but i i get sucked in so they're
0: the side quests, though, I find are always beneficial because you're usually off getting better gear, better weapons, leveling up, things like that. And was it I think Odyssey had something, too, where it was like it wasn't a pay to win, but like you could Buy an experience boost that was permanent yeah. that would let your let you level up faster. The one thing that is, though, that in that game, they also had... Well, obviously, like, certain regions are designed to have, like, this is level one, these characters are level three, these characters are level five, level 30 over here, a.k.a. don't go over here, it's death at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit of balancing in that they're not... The ones don't stay ones. Like, they kind of start to level up a little bit, but not... Nothing too extreme, right? Um, but yeah, I w- Odyssey is like one of the top Assassin's Creed's out there. Except for like, I, I kind of wish they'd remake some of the older ones because the whole Desmond saga with Ezio is so good and such a well-contained story about like mm-hmm. the reason behind the Animus and all that kind of stuff. It's almost too bad that they don't have like a redone version of, the, of them. They're not terrible, now but it's like old like old mechanics you, you know well, old, be yeah
2: old I, game I, old kind of deal yeah you know? yeah i started playing the Ezio collection on xbox one um when it came out um and yeah it, it sometimes the parkour felt old game old like the parkour in assassin's creed really gets like good and nice and like at around unity black flag was half wasn't half bad black flag wasn't half bad and but like because unity was in paris mm-hmm. you really had like that city and a lot of like that verticality was way better because you know you weren't like because assassin's creed 3 and black flag were mostly um in colonies right you know black flag was in the caribbean um assassin's creed 3 was the beginning of uh of uh america uh, america so boston and whatnot but like Unity was in Paris, so you had the density of level design to really have, like, that parkour feeling. So, um, yeah, that I think, yeah, Unity had some of the best parkour. But, I mean, Brother, the Ezio collection, uh, the Ezio game are worth uh, also, like, experiencing. Especially if you like, you said you like that era, like, of Rome um i mean Ezio is more like the renaissance like florence and the renaissance and whatnot but you do go back you know to rome and from that area that era so it's nice and then you know unity is like the french revolution so it's completely different Mm -hmm. uh, syndicate is is steampunk Victorian era
0: it's what's cool is that they take history and then the fantastical and kind of mash them together Mm -hmm. so like you do meet historical figures or kill historical figures? Mm-hmm. Dude, I, yeah. There's been some like you know Leonardo da Vinci is in it, and mm-hmm. Socrates is in it, and like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that for that, it's pretty fun. But if you're if you're into the Greek stuff, then yeah, definitely mm-hmm. Odyssey is the one where you need to start, just so you'll be like, okay, I get this now. Mm-hmm. I'll have and to. Cassandra is a fantastic character to play as.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, seriously, play as Cassandra. Oh,
1: yeah. okay. Well-
2: I mean, I played it as a as a leg like, sales, and I have no regrets. But like. Honestly, like you can feel that the game was more tailored for because there's two roles and whichever character you choose, like either you play the character and the other one goes and becomes like an NPC in the story. And it really makes more sense as Cassandra being the playable character and Ezio being the non playable character. Not, not Ezio. Ezio um, Alexios, uh, Alexios. Alexios yeah. being mm. the non-playable character. Mm. Uh without spoiling the story of this very old game that every that we've talked about. We've spoiled many times on this podcast, but I won't spoil it for you. But basically I've interviewed Alexios. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy who played him. Mm, yeah. He's,
2: so yeah. Fantastic actor, great guy. But yeah, no. I I play as Cassandra, trust Yeah.
1: Oh always. Ah. You'll never steer me wrong, I know. So yeah, no, I I think it'll be good. Yeah, that's um I'll have to take another look. I also wasn't an Xbox gal growing up either, so I I think that was also a part of it where just like I just wasn't involved in the in in the Mm -hmm. franchise early so i think it'll be good and i'm definitely not adverse to old game old effects i mean i i went and played dragon age origins uh on pc and i (laughs) that was definitely the first one dragon age and i was like this is definitely old mechanics but it was really good i'm really glad i did it for for the story so i definitely see value in that and and there's just so much more coming out so um yeah yeah
2: i know a lot of those games were rotated in and out of uh game pass uh but however like old UB games are easy to buy cheap mm-hmm. if you wait are for you a ps5
1: i have a ps5 yet yeah. yeah did they do an upgrade on odyssey
2: uh i think i think odyssey like fo- like to make it the graphic better graphics for yes cuz i think odyssey su- was for they did support a lot of the newer gpus mm-hmm. so i think it was easier for for them to upgrade there's a couple of them like yeah. valhalla had it because like it was on well, launch was for crossover mm-hmm. yeah i i think odyssey has an upgrade cuz it was if you go backwards it's valhalla odyssey origins origins syndicate yes
0: yeah and then unity Unity. and then the one that's kind of like stuck in the middle is the the rogue which was an interesting one too because that took place in kind of like the saint lawrence river and stuff yeah
2: i mean um i mean they they should be on a lot of them like the newer one should be available for ps5 and should be like decent well i mean Mm. valhalla yes but like at least odyssey and origins um, yeah i'm pretty sure they
0: put out high-end patches for those
2: but like I played Rogue during the pandemic, I want to say. Um, I played on my shitty PC. Um, just got the PC version because uh, I get I, I could get that like for free through work, and it looked it looked good and it played great. Maybe it's because I have a PC from that era, but like if they're not available on PS5 or they look they don't look that great on PS5. Obviously like I think you have a decent enough PC. Yeah. Just plug in a controller and Yep. Um some of the older ones might be more enjoyable on PC. Yeah. No, on I, the new gen
1: yeah, I agree. Consoles. That would be my that would be my strategy was to hit up to hit up a uh, Game Pass and see what was available.
0: And some of them might be in Game Pass right now because of the whole Ubisoft thing. Didn't they put a whole bunch of Ubisoft games in there not too long ago?
2: Yeah, but they rotate them in and out. Yeah, but, you know, we are
0: September and very soon October and very soon after that is November and then all the sales happen. So, yep. Yep. yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's not going to be hard to come buy games for cheap.
2: Nope. No. I mean, and I, I think like a lot of these, like the older ones you can get for 10 bucks. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm pretty sure you can get every Ezio game for like $15 10 or $15 mm-hmm. US
0: There's probably an A-P-P. Ezio collection with all of them as kit too somewhere.
2: Uh, yeah no it's called the Ezio collection. Okay good there you go It's a package SKU. I remember that one <laughs> from my days working for this store
0: <laughs> So yeah Ubisoft Order was pretty pretty good obviously so much more announced but uh, those were the things I was interested in So yeah and with that, I think we're closing out this show. I figured we were going to have an early night tonight, but nope, there's another long episode, so you get mm-hmm. to hear us lots. <laughs> As always, we close out this show. I want to thank Catherine for putting together the show notes. So if you want to go and check out more about all the things we've talked about today, read up on all the different um, events and all the things they announced, you can go check that out on girlsnightgames.ca. Can't thank you very much, Kat, for doing that. If uh, for those of you listening, if you could do us a solid um, and you have the power to rate and review podcasts on the platform where you are consuming us, please do. It helps with discovery and we go and read all the comments and things to help uh, improve the show. So much, much, much thanks for you doing that. This is the time of the show where the crew gets a shout out their social media handles so you can follow them everywhere online and see what they're doing and what they're playing and if they're talking about it. Catherine, where can people find you?
2: Or awkward photos of my high school reunion. Um, <laughs> that is C S D S B I N S on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, but I also hang out a lot in the Girls on Games Discord. Awesome. Joelle, where can people
1: find you? You can find me at uh, comfy.gamer on Twitter or on Instagram. And as well as the Discord. It's a good time. Also, I want to say, if you check out Kat's Twitter feed and look at that photo, you will see how cat does not age. So I don't know what her she what her magical what d- her magical elixir that she drinks every day, but I was like, she's the looks the exact same. So Yeah. It's sunscreen. It's
2: sunscreen. It's sunscreen.
1: All day it's, every day.
0: It's the only rays she winter. gets is the rays from her computer screen. <laughs> Oh my. I am Leah are on most social media platforms, but of course you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down on Twitter and Facebook at The Girls on Games. We are just Girls on Games. No, that in there on Instagram. Discord dot... <laughs> Okay, thank you for the sneeze, Bowie. I didn't need that right then. It threw me off. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely conversation and more. But if you ever need to find anything at all, um, we've got this home base. It's called our website, girlsongames.ca. Go check out all the information you may need right there. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in gaming. And uh, yeah, I'm going back to play uh, Dreamlight Valley because Mike's gone to a baseball game. So uh, TV is mine tonight. Nice. <laughs> See you all next week. Bye. Bye.